Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones a Lot, James, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Ali, Jennifer with the PH, Mr. Rage Bomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. But because it's that special time of the month, we get to shout out our You Can Get It listeners. And they are Samuel, Nick, Tara, Jennifer, Levi, Caitlin, Kevin, Kate, Elissa, Dharma, Grace, Stephanie, Amanda the Playwright, Leo, Alexandra, Tori, Eli, Bryce, Sean, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Alex, Shayna, Ali, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Jennifer, Megan, Amelia, Maxwell, Martha, Jamie, AJ, Radioactive, Spider Gwen, Rock Donkey, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Amy, Laura, Cameron, Kaylee, Casey, Daisy, Jackie, Tyson, Elisa, Mushroom Snail Fox, and Unintentionally Badass, a.k.a. Jennifer, and all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Verge community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out with Megalodramadons daily. Did you know that this is based on a series of best-selling novels? No, it's not. Is it really? It is, fully My whole thing is, I know that socialism and communism is big in China, but do they force you to space apart evenly when you wade in the water with your floats like that? I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, we watched, because the listeners made us, The, the Meg. Meg. <laughs> So was this the first time either of you had seen this movie? All the way through, yeah. It's my second time. Okay. When was the first time you saw it, Mikey? I think I watched it just randomly. And oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Because everybody's like, oh, I love The Meg. Okay, this is going to, let's just like start swinging, okay? Everybody's like, The Meg. Mikey, if you see The Meg, yo, watch The Meg. Oh, let me DM you. Oh, check out The Meg. And I watched it. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. It just, it kind of felt like more like street sharks than street sharks. I, that's all I'm saying. I, I, 
<laughs> Dude, when the shark floated up behind the little girl playing in like the the research area, I was like, he is like staring at her. That shark is like looking at that child. I was like, this movie <laughs> fucked me up in a weird way. I did not like it. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, no, like I, there were some really scary moments. Wait, you thought this was scary? Oh, there's some really scary moments in this Todd, movie. Todd, what? No, Todd. One, no one dies. Two, this looks like aquatic Who Framed Roger Rabbit because the CGI <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> I mean, every time that Jason Statham gets in a sub, it's like he's going to underwater Toontown. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, every time he got in those subs I just wrote into my notes now that's what I call pod racing I said that yeah. when, they, when he was going through like the reef or whatever so he could get away from the shark and like yes. when the shark busts through the reef it's so ridiculous the movie's so crazy I yeah do, I, it doesn't make it for me it tries too hard to do what it's doing and like no one dies like piranha Yes. All those yeah, people horrifically die. The entire beach I dies. Need that. <laughs> this movie opens with two people dying. Like, there's okay. a lot of. What are you, a, what are you there's a child shark? Yeah, and, and then no one else dies for like 50 minutes, and then like yeah. three people die with a shark <laughs> that could technically eat a fucking boat. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Throw exposition at us for a whole hour. Get out of here. What, you think your jaws? No. Get out. <laughs> this movie is the equivalent of the Baby Shark song because no one dies compared to other shark movies except for maybe Jaws the Revenge yeah. where two people also died. But also like Jaws the Revenge, it prioritized the love story over the shark story and I ain't here for it. Oh, wow. Their chemistry was so good. It was like Chernobyl. It's just a meltdown <laughs> of awfulness. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because, like, there really is no chemistry between the two of them. But, like, no. like after their second scene together, everyone in the movie is like, oh, it's clear you two want a bone. And I was like, was that clear ever? They don't even <laughs> kiss. It's the most sterile, chemistry-less subplot of any film ever. First off, kudos for using subplot. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. We need to unlock the um, the alpha plot, which is... <laughs> <laughs> this guy who rescues other subs, maybe by like he knows how to use your magic tube sub or whatever. And then after he rescues him, you're going to be like, hey, what would you do if we unleashed a giant shark? And he's like, I'm taking command of this whole thing. And you're like, <laughs> okay, guy, no. <laughs> oh my God. I did think it was funny how quickly Jonah, who is. I guess like a contract employee at this point, but like he doesn't work there. He like takes over immediately. Like when things start to go south. I just realized his name is Jonas, like Jonah and the whale. Yeah. Like that's as close as they could get without like wink, wink. It's Jonah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm suspecting that this movie was financed by the Far East. Well, so okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about this because okay. when we talk about movies on this show and we go through domestic box office, we're usually talking about the U.S. American box office, right? Yes. Yeah. But the reality is that a lot of movies make just as much, if not more, overseas, specifically in Asia. Yeah. So over the last 20 years, movies have started to be specifically filmed to be marketed in Asia, and this movie is clearly one of them. Now, it's a lot of movies. Anytime you see a movie that seems to shift from country to country to country with no apparent reason, just showing like overhead shots of their monuments and car chases, that is specifically marketed to do well overseas, even though it's a movie in English or whatever. So, like, 
yes, this movie is absolutely designed to be marketed in Asia to make more money there. That is 100% the case. That's the case for a lot of movies. It's even permeated things like Marvel movies. There are things that will happen in Marvel movies specifically to make them more marketable other places. It is a calling card for almost all action movies currently. Just to like put a stamp on that, and we'll talk about this more in box office, this movie made more money in China than in the U.S., I'm sure it did. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, I think it just proves your point. Yeah, and here's the thing. Sometimes it goes other ways, too. Like, Jake and I have tickets to a special screening of RRR next week. So, like, hey, we share and share alike. Yeah. It's nice. I don't know if RRR was like, let's Americanize this film. No, but I think they, they did something that they thought could be a blockbuster elsewhere. Because, like, it's small changes. And it's changes mm-hmm. that unless somebody points it out to you, people don't always notice. Like, nobody notices in the terrible Netflix action movies that they're like, oh, I guess they're at Burj Khalifa for no reason. <laughs> like that's <laughs> until someone points it out to you and is like, they're specifically going other places because they want the movie to do well in those places. Yeah. That's why uh, Bing Bing, the main actress, is in this movie because she's very famous in Asia. Of course Not she as is. famous in the US. Yes. This movie feels like scientifically designed. Yes. And because of that, it feels sterile. It, it feels, feels like an yes. joyless. It's so sterile and joyless. Yes. Uh, this was my first time seeing this movie all the way through. I had seen sections of it on television. I'm happy to report they cut nothing out because there's <laughs> no blood, hardly. No one really dies. No one kisses each other. No one swears. It's fucking <laughs> sterile it and is. boring. Lifeless. And I wanted one thing from this movie. One thing. And they wouldn't give it to me. And that is for a shark to jump out of the fucking ocean and eat a helicopter. And all I wanted I was that. Yeah. They have yes. like 12 helicopters in this movie eat a helicopter also the proportions of the shark are off constantly oh yeah that shark changes sizes 15 million times (laughs) it's so great but i do love that this shark is committed to doing the most every time he shows up overachiever (laughs) i called him c-rex in most of my notes well i call him the Megalodramadon. Because <laughs> he feisty? Don't put a lagoon full of equally spaced out waiters and not kill any of them. It really are like... <laughs> kill them in they like killed a- some of them they killed some of them because he goes through the like platforms and he eats that they pops that one uh circle thing but then like literally as soon as he swims away everyone's like it's okay and i'm like it's not okay <laughs> 20 people are dead yeah like they didn't show any of it on screen but can just <laughs> well there's no purely blood in the by water spate, it's fine. yeah there's no blood in the water but i'm like purely by virtue of where people were and the fact that the shark is just swimming with its mouth open 20 people are dead <laughs> Do you think it's Jason Statham as the father of that kid who's come back and now they have some tension? What? The little girl. Oh, do do you think little girl calls him crazy to hide the fact that he's really dead and he's the alcoholic that, or the the a-hole that she left? Oh, that is... No, uh-huh. because cause he meets her on the boat. It yeah, can't be that. It can't be that because his ex-wife is already in this movie, but Which still is so loves stupid. him or whatever. Like, I have no idea what's happening. They're trying to be the abyss. They are stealing pieces of every famous underwater movie. <laughs> and that's one of the things they stole from the abyss. Yes. Oh, I got Paige on a side note. 
uh-huh. our little uh, abyss argument from last episode or whatever we did. Somebody okay. posted on the Facebook group, they're like, well, the novelization of the abyss really clears a lot of that up. And I was like, <laughs> too much. I don't, need you. I don't need you on my side of this argument. <laughs> Not going to read it. Uh, got too much smut to read. That, that goes against my last Jedi principle, which is if you need the EU to explain the main movies, you are not doing their movies right. You didn't do your due diligence with the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, now the flip side of this is there's like half a dozen or more books that this is based on before the movie. So like... There's uh, more than one of these books. (laughs) Oh my God. There's There's more than one of these movies. The Meg 2 is in theaters right now. I figured that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's multiple books. We'll go over it in fun facts because their titles are fucking bonkers. It did win the listener requests. <laughs> we could have watched The Abyss. We could have watched The Abyss, y'all. I heard The Deep House is creepy and scary. I Almost did hear like The Deep House is creepy and scary. Almost like it would belong on a horror podcast. <laughs> or was the 47 Meters Down was the other one? Uh, yeah, that's the one Todd was talking about where he's like, there's stu- I don't want to watch. Todd... Called that movie out as something he didn't want to watch I last did. time. I know. I fully <laughs> did. And the listener request came out after that. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah. No. And I, listen, I'm so thankful we watched this movie because this one sounds like it's the only one that is not really that scary. I mean, I there are some moments that really scared me, but this overall is not very scary. Listeners, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Do you hear what dad just said? He's going to pull this podcast over right now. We're not getting ice cream tonight after the movie. I still had fun watching this movie, though. When Jason Statham is knife riding the shark out of the water and then pushes the thing in further so it pierces the brain, question mark? Like, how can you not love that? How can you give me a shirtless shower towel scene of Jason Statham and he doesn't even get to hug the love interest. Dude, he's not interested. He is like, I just want to swim. Like he's like <laughs> Vin Diesel with cars. Mikey's Jason Statham impression is spot on. <laughs> Swamily. <laughs> that would have been Finn Diesel, Paige. Finn Diesel. Finn Dorsal, yeah. <laughs> Finn Dorsal. When they try to do, and they do this a couple of times, a slow motion I'm really mad dive into the water scene. Hate oh it. yeah. Hate First it every off, time. Yeah. The act of diving is too graceful to be like an angry scene in a movie. I like, know, oh, and he's an Olympic him, diver. Like, oh. So he's uh, <laughs> And he makes zero splash because he's so fucking good at it. Yeah. Well you have to because you can't be bad at he's not gonna cannonball into the thing to <laughs> save the girl. <laughs> Mikey Fully, would you do that though? Would you cannonball in just for the lulls on your way to save? I would respect the hell out of him for cannonballing. That's how you alpha dog a shark. You cannonball (laughs) in next to it. Yeah. Hey, shark, over here. Sploosh. I'm one of the land people and I'm here to kick ass. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is structured crazy. It defies all story structure. You could cut more than an hour out of it. And it would make about as much sense because it makes no damn sense. The whole, like every time they're like, we killed it. Just kidding. We didn't kill it like four times in a row. Or we killed it. Just kidding. There's more of them. Just kidding. There's more of them. We're not going to explain how. Or at the end, it's like, we've got a plan. We're not going to tell you what it is. We're just going to be in the water. Oh, all right. Great. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> 
I was a big fan of the fact that their Roomba had a shark fin. I was like, come on, guys. I love guys. the Roomba. That Roomba wrote the movie. It's a cameo. <laughs> the Roomba wrote the movie, so it's a cameo by the writer. Oh, actually, uh, I'll do you one better because this movie went through so many rewrites by so many people who are not known for their great screenwriting. <laughs> wow, what a surprise. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just so sterilized. You can't be, it's like, Hello, I am a man who kills sharks. Hello, man who kills shark. We have giant shark. Go get. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like this movie was written by the marketing department. <laughs> yes. Wow. Not the writers. <laughs> wow. And listen, this definitely was. Like, as a marketer right? by profession, this definitely was. Yeah. We got to regurgitate the funnel to get them into the inflow uh, for the, the wind back. The focus group says we need 20% more friends who died in the beginning. Let's do a scene yeah, yeah, where yeah. people we never see again or care about at the time die at the beginning due to like, a very logical thing. Frankly, I think this movie is more interesting if in headcanon you look at it like you're stepping into the mind of that Titanic sub guy and this is his delusion of grandeur. <laughs> I thought about him the entire movie. <laughs> See? <laughs> like, he thinks he's Jason Statham. Yeah, he thinks he's the guy that Rain Wilson paid to develop this thing. Yes. Or maybe he thinks he's Jason Statham. One of the two, I was like, this is what he was going for, 100%. Yeah, it's called hubris. Like, that's all that yeah. is. But yeah, but this movie is fully just like ticking clock to ticking clock to ticking clock. Like, it's one moving set piece to another to another, you know? There's no, yeah. like getting to know any characters anything really it's just yeah. like oh we got to do this thing immediately oh thank god we did that thing oh shit we have to do this other thing oh my god oh immediately oh yeah. god yeah it, there's never yeah. any character development in between that those moments there's no pollution even the pollution <laughs> looks no clean pollution. <laughs> there's also when characters die other characters mourn them as if they have these lifelong friendships that we never see we have no idea like we've barely seen two characters talk and he's like you go that way i'll sacrifice myself for you and i'm like really oh when that happened and they wanted me to have like this emotional moment i was like i was like save the doctor we need him no i was like <laughs> I, and then when he died i was like i mean that's fine mac was an asshole no one's sure. gonna care and then they're like crying about it i was like oh i guess they liked him but these are like co-workers this is like me in the ocean being like oh no sandy from finance is drowning by a shark <laughs> sandy live without me live forever and like i don't even know she may have a picture of a kid on her desk i'd be like look there's more cpas hey i'm just glad that the hero of the the true hero of the film survived and that was pippin the dog yes i love that pippin survived because i honestly was like if they do all of this bullshit that we're watching in this movie that I sort of loved and then kill the dog, I'll be very upset. Well, yeah, and that dog would have just been like an appetizer. Like, you could have put it on a toothpick for how big that shark allegedly that was. That dog needed to die. What? I, I believe very strongly in this. <laughs> what a weird thing to feel passionately about. Okay, First listeners, off, you should know Mikey's high on cold medicine. We didn't no. tell you before, but we need you to know now. I'm, this is, I'm just fucking raw dawn in this podcast and this ear infection <laughs> <laughs> he's literally got back from the beach yesterday sick and uh was like no i we don't have to push i'll record tonight and we were like i've got sea madness okay. and an ear infection <laughs> <laughs> and i'm red like a beat throw me in the dunes <laughs> no that dog is basically suicidal jumps off the boat swimming into the middle of the ocean for no reason and then the shark comes and they're like the dog and i'm like look if it becomes between you and your dog if you're 
hiking or something and your dog falls, you got to let it go. You got to put the oxygen mask on you first and then you save the dog. But that little little terrier dog is gone, man. You just got to let it go. <laughs> and the movie has no menace. There's no suspense because nothing dies ever. It's just this like it's just the dog should have been spit up as a bone and hit the bride's face. That would have been a hilarious scene. <laughs> that, that's the, that's the pir- no, that's the Piranha Three Double D version of this movie. Okay, but Piranha Three D or whatever the one we Double actually D. watched is. Oh, D. <laughs> can't wait for the sequel. So I can't. I wanted to do it for listener requests. But this feels almost beat for beat like the same. This is the family friendly version of that movie. Is all I'm saying. Not interested. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Eat. A helicopter fuck a lady. What are we doing? Put it on a t-shirt. Put him on the glass. This is the Piranha 3D you rent at that Mormon uh, blockbuster or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. This is like bubble porn for movies. Yeah. What is bubble porn? Paige, you don't know a bubble porn? <laughs> no, I know. I need so much. What? Okay. What? What is Mikey, bubble porn? <laughs> Mikey and I okay, are okay, okay. on the same page. I'll let you describe it. Yeah. Okay. Mikey Paige, knew. It, it takes like a picture of a woman and then it like makes bubbles where it makes him look naked and then they pass that around as porn. What? Hold on, I'll 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 Google it. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I'm so confused. I what? It is a religious loophole for certain subsects of Christianity. Hold on, I'll send this in the group chat. Oh, okay. They take pictures of women that are clothed and they put literal circles to make it look like they're naked. Like they cut out circles so you can't see their clothes. It's dumb. It's really dumb. Like just look at porn. What? (laughs) (laughs) What you just heard was Paige seeing bubble porn for the first time. But it's dumb, right? It's a little hot. This this takes so (laughs) much time. Because here's the thing, they do look naked. Like, you know, I I get what they're going for, but also like, what? I don't know. They're also nice with just the without the bubbles. Yeah, I'm like, this was what? I'd argue you can see more without the bubbles. Yeah. Because again, these women are fully clothed. Guys, no. <laughs> That's all I, I have to say to it is Todd just and no. I are not partaking. What are you talking oh, no, about? For Mikey, sure. though, in a pinch, though, could you? Yeah, of course. I just think about Lilu Dallas. Lilu Dallas <laughs> multipass. multipass. Nothing gets me going like a multipass. Okay, I do think this movie is way less scary than like a Jaws, even um, Jaws Mm. the Revenge. This shark would most likely like swallow me whole. Yeah. I wouldn't get chomped to little bits by a shark while I'm still alive. So like I'm just less scared of this one because of that. Yeah. I could have also used somebody being burped back out alive by the shark. I thought for a second it was going to be the billionaire page. Then, and we would get like a one-handed Rain Wilson in the sequel. Doesn't yeah. Pinocchio get trapped in a whale? Yes. Yes. So did Jonah. <laughs> Same guy. They're different. But I mean, I I bet Pinocchio stole from the Bible, I suppose. That son of a bitch. I bet his <laughs> nose grew three times that day. Yeah. Plus the Bible, another story that could use more sharks eating helicopters. <laughs> well, I've got the religion for you, Paige. <laughs> Are you finally going to let me make this a religion so we can be <laughs> no, tax free? No. I feel like Mikey's coming around to it. Hypocritical. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. So, should we go through this movie scene by scene? Yes. I guess, but all of them run together. That's what scenes do. Yeah, usually a scene will end and then it goes into the next scene automatically. This movie feels like it was filmed (laughs) in a biology lab. I don't know. Like, everything's too clean. No, it it feels like it was filmed on the set of Star Trek while they were on hiatus. (laughs) Like, whatever the new Star Trek is, they were like, oh, you've got, like, automatic doors and clean walls? Let's do this shit. They spent all their money on that dirty elevator in the first scene. (laughs) We got a real freight elevator. It's a practical effect. (laughs) It's the only one in the movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, let's talk about this movie. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We open on deep sea rescue mission SSBN Rogue in the Philippine Trench. And essentially... They sent Jason Statham down to rescue a bunch of people, but it's clear that the rescue has gone wrong. Something's attacking the vessel, and two of the people they brought with them to rescue, the rest of the people are not going to be able to make it back on the ship. And they go back up without them. It explodes. They die. The second they get back, people are like, how dare you leave our friends? And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Did you want to kill everybody? Like the main conceit of why they're mad at Jason Statham makes no damn sense. I was like, first of all, you're fucking around down in the ocean floor where you shouldn't fucking be. As we know, as we learned, it's 11,000 meters, which I think is the distance that the Titanic sub destroyed itself. Mikey, they go way deeper than that in this movie. Twice. Because, yeah, Yeah. because they, like, this is deeper than the Mariana Stretch. This is, like, deeper than you could ever go. Yes. That makes sense. But it's fine because they have a small, like, glass bubble that they're floating around in. It's polycarbonate. It doesn't break. (laughs) Oh, my God. They have to hit you with, you get hit in the head with, with, Explanations more than people get killed by sharks. If you hit me in the head <laughs> in the head with a shovel, maybe this movie would make more sense. And and anyone who goes down there for a like dangerous rescue mission obviously has some understanding that they might not come back. Yeah. Like that's the reality of the situation. But when he comes back, they're like, You only saved eleven out of the thirteen people. Go fuck yourself. Like, what? Okay, so I, I sort of understood why Jason Statham was like sulking in his grief for his two best friends and having to make that decision so like i got his storyline without this we didn't need everyone being mad at him it doesn't do anything for the story anyway it makes no sense i'm gonna one-up you one more okay if you're going on a sub to rescue other people why bring five people with you don't you need all that space for the people you're rescuing i thought there were only two other people with him but when the doctor part of his crew no, I thought the doctor was on the sub. Yeah, he rescues the oh, doctor. I would be doubly pissed at the I'd be like, do you want to get back on that boat? <laughs> yeah, you want to go <laughs> fucking back down there? Fucking save your ass? And you're like, he was crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean crazy good at saving your life, Mac? Yes. He's got decompression psychosis or whatever. Which is also like, something they stole from the abyss. Oh, yeah, it is. But he didn't have it. No, he just had the heroism to save 11 people. Anyway, I that part never made sense to me. Anyway. Yeah. So we cut to five years later in Shanghai, where there's another crew clearly doing like the same mission in the same place, because apparently they don't fucking learn their fucking lesson. Okay, so I got the impression that the sub was military, and that's when the military learned about it and of course didn't tell anybody. And this is a civilian funded effort into exploring the same thing I think the government was secretly doing. And that's why Dwight, the billionaire, is like getting off the helicopter at the beginning 
to like introduce us to the whole research station. Todd, that plot makes way more sense than what they show us on the film, which is nothing. Oh shit, I got that from what we've seen just this far. No, because A, none of those people are soldiers technically. Almost all of them end up in the movie for the rest of it on this other billionaire team. So unless they hired the entire team that almost died. That's true. No. Yeah, you're right. This is just them investing again and going where they shouldn't fucking go because the seas are a lawless land. Well, they are in international waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad I made up that side story because it made it more interesting to me. Honestly, (laughs) that side story is kind of the abyss. That's also (laughs) true. Because they they do send yeah, they do send soldiers down in the abyss. God, I love the abyss. They're like, you know what? Kyle Reese was such a good space marine. How about he be an underwater marine too? An aquamarine. Yeah, squid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rain Wilson lands on uh, a essentially like it's 200 miles off the coast sea base thing underwater research base yeah it looks like an oil rig out in the ocean honestly and then they like land on the top of it and walk down to what is more or less a service elevator yes into a green screen studio uh here's the thing i don't know how much of it is green screen versus how much of it was like according to the prime directive the enterprise has to let us use their bridge (laughs) like that like the only things that are green screen are like outside right so like they were definitely in like a sound stage they're not underwater like no (laughs) at all when they're in that thing no yeah of course every window is green screen essentially yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's what i meant yeah 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 yeah. uh but rain wilson is like oh my god yo i (laughs) gave you guys billions of dollars and now you built a thing in the ocean seascape let's go and so he goes down into the freight elevator honestly i want to see rain wilson redo this scene but say like do exactly what you just did like in the same cadence and like he's a high school cheerleader like i want that so bad i want them to remake sequest dmv dsv with rain wilson as the captain instead of roy strider i would watch that Every day of the week. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I gotta go back and watch those. Those are so good. The I loved that show. Yeah, it was so I dumb. Loved it. Anyway, he tries to greet them in Mandarin and says, you meet Candle Egg, Nice Skull. That's fun. That's the movie's one attempt at a joke. I think it's just trying to set up the billionaire as like... Aloof. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's a billionaire. Oh, I thought it was trying to set up of like, this movie's for everyone. <laughs> ha ha ha. They don't speak our language. But we're going to force all of our actors to speak their language the rest of the movie. Because uh, here's the thing. Bing Bing is great in this when she is allowed to speak in her native language. I was going to say that, She emotes so well. But then they're forcing her to deliver lines that are already not good. Like the writing, already bad. And then on top of that... Clearly her second language, which just makes it more difficult to so that everyone can air quote speak English. And I'm just like, God, why didn't you guys just let her speak Mandarin the whole time? Like, what is you're making it so hard for her and it's making her look bad, which I know she's not. It's just Yeah. And I was so glad, Paige, to your point, when her dad dies, spoiler alert. 
that they had that final conversation in Mandarin and they weren't like forced by, you oh. know, Western society and what the standard is for this movie or whatever to speak that those final words in uh, English. I, I know it was so much better. Yeah, yeah. That scene is like heart wrenching because they're like very good actors. Yes. But the rest of this movie and honestly, I mean, I didn't have a problem with her acting at all, to be honest with you, because the movie like the script itself isn't great. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing. See, I'm with Mikey. Her line delivery is maddening, but it's not her fault. It, it like I will defend her in this. She's not the problem. Yeah, because she can act, man. That scene with her dad proves it. Uh, but that every scene where she I'm supposed to believe that she's into Jason. Not so much. Which is the vast majority of the scene. I think that is a director issue, not an actor issue. I think that's both a director issue and a script issue. My main thing is the script issue because the dialogue in this script is not good. Just in general. Yeah. It is very stilted. It's not personalized. Everyone kind of sounds the same from like a, a line standpoint. So it's not... It doesn't feel natural. None of the lines feel natural. The best you get is Jason Statham, and it's because he's Jason Statham. He's going to say whatever the fuck he wants on the day, and they're just going to have to deal with it. (laughs) But for her, she's having to deliver these lines, first of all, in English, right? So hurdle number one, yeah, she has it harder than everybody else. Hurdle number two, they're not good. So when, like... When you got Jason Statham in his native language trying his best to make them sound good and it still doesn't sound good, how much harder is it for her? Like, that's why when she finally gets to speak in her mother tongue, where I'm sure they can't really control the cadence of the lines as much as they would in English, it's great because, like, she's clearly emoting and and acting and having a good time. And the rest of this movie, she has to say things like, I was going to tell you our plan, but then... And just like roll windows down. It, oh, this movie's bad. This is not a good movie. But I don't think it's her. I think it's the direction and the lines. Yeah. Personally, I think that's where the fault lies. I also like why bring the little girl to the research station? Like I understand that it's where her mother works. Well, you but, see, like, the AI generated robot thinks we need a child in this movie to get the child audience into this. I have harped about this on Romancing the Pod a lot more than this podcast, where I feel like modern movies use a relationship between an adult and a child instead of actual chemistry between the two adults, like in as a placeholder for yeah. a very sterile romance. And this movie's absolutely doing that because he gets along with the little girl. So you're like, wouldn't it be great if he also was with her mom? But he and her mom have no chemistry. I mean, Yeah, I mean, I think he does have more screen time with her daughter than with her like they they never have like a romantic connection scene right at all right never there's never, never at a all. romantic beat between she walks them. in on him shirtless and that's it which like i get it it's jason statham trust me but yeah, like dude's in shape he, he looks good i mean he's wearing a towel though and she's like oh you're naked i i can't look at you i was like it's a towel he's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I'm I'm gonna prolong this conversation oh, as yeah. long as I can. <laughs> yeah, in a sonic shower, whatever futuristic b- bullshit he was in, that <laughs> bathroom in a submarine or like a big boat research station is like bigger than my house, which is an obscene amount of space for one bathroom in a research station. It's like one third of the 365 shower. Yeah, but what's also crazy is in a sonic shower, you gotta collect all those rings. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you get one of those. Route 44 is on your way out of that Sonic shower. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually diving rings. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, they get in a freight elevator and Rain Wilson's like, this place is a fucking dump. And they're like, hold on. And the doors open and it's like, it's Star Trek under the sea. And he's like, oh. Like they never showed him pictures since he bought the place. I know. I, like as, as if he like walked in the freight elevator and he's like, this is what you bought with $1.3 And they're just like, we're not good with money. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think a lot of it was the equipment and the materials. I don't know. Like it's one point five billion felt right to me plus he's a billionaire fuck him who cares yeah whatever uh so they come out uh and into the star trek and he's like medical officer just like bones i was like oh so they know it looks like star trek okay cool but then also cliff curtis who was also in deep rising is one of their crew and i was like bro you gotta stay away from the ocean (laughs) like you've got a bad track record by now (laughs) (laughs) come on i did a mean thing at the beach this week (laughs) <laughs> Who did you throw in the dunes? Okay. So me and my brother and his girlfriend, we're in the water, we're having a beer, and then uh, and my cousin, and then I look up and like twenty feet from us is this giant shadow, and it's like it turns out to be this giant stingray, but like a, like one of the like wings goes up and it like splashes, and I was like, we my my cousin thought it was a shark, she runs out of the water, and like I was like, oh man, that is a huge stingray, and there's like a dude like fifty yards to the left of us, and I was like, turned to my brother, I was like. Let's watch him react to this because he hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> so it just keeps swimming. It keeps swimming. You didn't try and warn him at all? No. This is <laughs> <laughs> Steve Irwin dying, asshole. Well, he, he wasn't trying to mess with it, and it was bigger. It was like bigger than a human type stinger, right? like huge. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> so and you didn't does, warn him. <laughs> he's like four, he's far away from it too, but he's like out there sipping his beer, and all of a sudden he like swims up. It's like thirty yards in front of him. He like notices, throws his beer, and I was like, oh, there he goes. He noticed that. We're just watching him. <laughs> <laughs> And like he looks up and I, we're all just like having like staring at him and we're like we should have warned you. <laughs> <laughs> was he like yeah that had been great yeah he's like oh okay he like was like laughed a little bit but I I don't think he thought it was funny I thought it was very funny. I wouldn't think it was funny <laughs> I think maybe you deserve this ear infection <laughs> I know anyway we go through all of the hires. All the, the crew, including the the sub-captain, who's like Kirkland brand Rebecca Romaine, they imply that they hired her from Greenpeace. I was like, all right. Cool. No, she implies that she murdered a boatload of people into yes. something that's probably being recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is she survives this movie, but will be in jail for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's why she's got to stay in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, also, it's a guy that they just called The Wall, who I know I've seen in other stuff, but I can't think of what it was, and Hero from Heroes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, they go down past a essentially they have theorized that the Marianas Trench, the floor isn't actually a floor. It's a cloud, a thermocline. And then below that is a whole bunch of other creatures and stuff that we have never explored. I guess it's like a land of the lost or whatever under this like ice sheet. That's really just like cold water. Yeah, I guess. So in, in the book, what I have now surmised from uh, glancing through information about the book. Okay. It is much like the actual ocean floor. That's very, very dark. Um, And so everything down there has like white or translucent skin and can't handle sunlight. So it only attacks at night when it's dark is like a key thing in the book but they couldn't get it right like visually for the film and so eventually that just it doesn't get used in a screenplay which honestly makes slightly more sense as far as like the animals that live that low is still 
pretty dumb. But I will say they do sort of attack the light, right? Because at least when yeah. they're still under the permafrost or whatever that Thir- ice layer <laughs> permafrost? was. Permafrost? Whatever Thermocline. that shit. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> the matter. The bifrost. Yeah. Just the bridge. Make, you're just making <laughs> up science. I mean, like, we're not, this is, none of this is real. So, like, well, it can be called whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially the, the two... The Jack me- Frost. Yeah, you got so, it. Exactly. Essentially two megalodons escape because there's a fart in the permafrost and they can sneak <laughs> up through that silent but deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the Wendy's Frosty and then they just... <laughs> nothing makes <laughs> sense. Swim up. <laughs> There's a fart in the permafrost. You describe it better, Paige. Come on now. No, that's that. I can't do better. It's it's a butt trumpet in the thermocline. Like it's yeah. No, I can't do better. Anyway, they go down below the thermocline, and they spread a bunch of lights. Yes. So that they can see, and they're like, "Ooh, cool stuff!" And then they immediately We're make get- so much money off of fish. <laughs> We're gonna make Think so of much all money. The different kinds of sushi, Mikey. <laughs> when we come back up and are like, there's stuff down there. People are just gonna hand us money. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no, he is a billionaire. This does sort of have like the South Park. We're gonna go below the permafrost. Something, something, something. Profit. <laughs> it's got like that vibe to it. Yeah, it's so stupid. Well, and, and here's the thing: is they're like, "What a discovery for science!" I was like, "You know what doesn't pay well? Science." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Good for you." There's an ocean inside our ocean. That's oh. essentially what this is, Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Inception. Journey to the center of the earth type of shit, right Journey here. Journey to the center of the ocean type shit, Mikey. <sighs> anyway, they get hit by something that was attracted to the lights. They're immediately down. And now they're like, they've only got 18 hours of air. And I was like, this feels eerily familiar. Yeah, it's but a pop star fish. <laughs> this is what Ocean Gate wished they had done because they survived. Right, right, right. And they're six miles down. So they're Oof. three times as far down as the Ocean Gate people were. Which also, by the way, when they at some point there's like a hole puncture and they're losing oxygen, I'm like, they would implode like immediately. <laughs> they would just be fucking dead. When that happens, they're actually pretty shallow. So there it would just fill up. Because that was in her in her mask, right? She was still attached to no. the boat. No, no, no. The di- different one. Oh, the, shit. Okay, sorry. The, the ship down below starts losing oxygen, so they only have like two hours left. Oh, no. They would have been ripped the apart. The Abyss did it better because yeah. all those ships implode and yeah. they show it. And that's what would have yeah. happened for sure. Anything that breaches the hull, they're fucked. Yeah. Anyway, so up at, at the top, they're like, well, we still have all their vitals. How? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> They're six miles under the water. You know what? <laughs> you know what doesn't? You know what doesn't carry <laughs> signals that well? Six miles of ocean. Yeah. They can't get a text message, but auto magically they know if somebody has a cough. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, upstairs, <laughs> they're just like. Hey, there's only one guy on Earth who could rescue people down this far. And he's drunk in Thailand. And we only have 18 hours (laughs) to get to him. So he's... The way they set this up is very funny because the guy who's playing like the head of the research station, not the doctor guy, but the other guy, I don't yeah. know. I don't know their names. He's like, there are only three people who can do this type of mission and two of them are dead. And the other one's drunk and close by. And let the other two die, yeah, by yeah. the way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go and get him. And I was like, well, I mean, that is literally your only other option. Like when they go to get him and he's like, there are other people who could do this, but I wanted the best. 
podcast, I was like, we just discussed in the last scene that there's no one else who can do this. <laughs> you wouldn't say that to this person in this moment. You know what? I'm just, as we're thinking about just how both sterile and weird the dialogue is in this movie it's reminding me of 365 yes where it's like like almost as if it was written by a computer like yeah. like an uh, ai where you were like yeah. i want to write a story about x and it's like come with me if you want to dive <laughs> or whatever <laughs> anyway uh they go to thailand sure enough he's drunk and he's like i'm never gonna do this so you can talk about it but i'm not gonna go with you and then they're like but it's your ex-wife. And he's like, God damn it, I'll go. Instead of being like, oh, so I don't have to pay alimony anymore? <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so what would you have done? I guess is my question. Like, are you the only person who can save the woman you're paying alimony to? Do you we don't, go? We don't know insure? if he is. That was that's me. My <laughs> okay. headcanon. I'm not risking my life for my ex-wife. Do they have kids? No, no. they don't have kids. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you're an ex for a reason. Hey, hey, I, I, I say this as someone who is on on friendly, good talking terms with my ex. He's not a bad guy. It just didn't work out. Uh, no, I'm staying home. <laughs> Sorry. No, no offense. Sorry, bro. But but like it's too dangerous of a rescue. Like the the likelihood is that I will die in the process and so will they. And so yes. it seems futile. Or that they are already dead. I guess yes, because yeah. the magic of this movie, they know they're alive because they have their vitals, but like yeah. they wouldn't know that. No, never. I mean, which we know because of what just happened with uh, Ocean Gate. Yeah. And apparently it wasn't the first time they lost contact with the surface. Like they lost contact with the surface all the time on those dives. Yeah. Nuts. No. I'll never go in a sub. You guys are crazy. James Cameron couldn't get me in a sub. I mean, yeah, I have no desire. But also, like, if my ex did something that stupid, I'd be like, why am I responsible for this? Oh, yeah. That's this is not my fuck up. Dennis or whatever his name is. That was my cat's name, and I would save him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you got real Ripley vibes, Paige. <laughs> That's why I got orange cats. No, I just like them because they're dumb. They're, they're very sweet. They have the craziest personalities, and they're very soft. Peaches uh, is a orange kitty. Mm -hmm. And she is very sweet, but man, does she piss everywhere. <laughs> it's the worst. Anyway, especially if the relationship had been bad. Like, it seems like they're on, when we finally, they get back, you know, they talk later in the movie, it seems like they're on good terms or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, hey, please save her or whatever. Which I would, like, I don't want my ex to die, but also if he did something dumb and it just happens, there's nothing I could do about that. Right. So like, you know, but if I really didn't like someone, I'd be like, go fuck yourself and get me another beer. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need to be a hero today. <laughs> anyway. Meanwhile, down at the sub, they're trying to get the computers back up so that they can maybe divert, you know, heat, maybe get a message back up to the surface. Hero is writing a letter to his wife, or I guess his name is Toshi in this movie. It is Toshi, yeah. But as they do, the lights come on, which attracts the shark, and it hits them again. And his ex-wife falls on a screwdriver, which stabs her. Ugh. They do the right thing, though. <laughs> they don't pull it out. Did you see that? Yeah, they, they don't pull it out. That is the right thing. Keep it in. Yeah, just like she accidentally fell down and fell on that dick, and that's when we got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Imagine if it was like, well, she cheated on me, and so... That's your, you know. <laughs> if she cheated on anybody in that research station, who do you think it was? You mean cheated with anybody yes. in that research station? Yeah, with. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I know who it is. 
I want to hear your theory. DJ. Oh. Think so? I'll, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say the doctor. That's why he really hated her, him while they were like rescued. He's getting rescued. So but, he oh, gets rescued be. by the guy who's married to the woman he's having an affair Whoa. with. Mikey. Mikey. You're like a Lachey. And I <laughs> yes. love that about you. You're like so relationshipy evil. Controversial statement. Okay. It was Jax. <laughs> Actually, there is a shot that might imply that they're in a relationship at the end. So yeah, like yep. headcanon, like that sort of makes sense. Yeah, but I like Mikey's version better. Full Lachey. Just full speed <laughs> yeah. ahead to Lachey-ville. You killed those men because you're psychotic. That's why your wife's fucking me. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You said do no harm. She's <laughs> <laughs> a doctor. But I do, I can't wait for the next season of The Ultimatum where Jax and his ex-wife go, uh, go on together. Yeah, just in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick a new person to bunk with Every night in the submarine. Literally yeah. every movie is better if you just turn it into like a Lachey's <laughs> style reality TV love competition. I still want the alone one, which is like, man, like one guy in season one loses his like thing that makes fire or whatever, like the spark stick. Mm -hmm. You get phone of friends, but they're exes who hate you who have to bring you the objects you need and they have to spend the night. Oh, damn. Now, see, here's the thing. If it wasn't a life or death situation... I could maybe convinced, be convinced to do that. <laughs> if it was just like drive over here and bring a thing and then you have to put up with him for however many hours. All right, fine. Sure. Great. But that ex has to belittle you and try to make you quit while they're there helping you. Oh, like I have to try and make him come home. Yeah. like You give him the fire stick, but you're also like your dick is small. And that's why we end it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you never commit to anything, which is why you're not going to win this either. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> brutal. Like I, I need calories, but I don't know if I can take. I don't know who they're going to sit next, but I don't like it. We just need slutty outdoorsmen. They have to be out there. There are one. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I married one. I watched one on TikTok. <laughs> There's that Alaskan place with the lumberjack show that everyone constantly sends me gifts of. By the way, I've seen it 150 million times. <laughs> anyway, uh, he decides that he's going to go help them for reasons. But now they're leaking oxygen, so they only have a couple hours, a.k.a. they are dead. They are absolutely oh, yeah. dead. Well, I, they're leaking oxygen because they turned the lights on, and they, that's when they learned, oh, my God, it's attacking us because the lights are on. So they, they, that's where we learned that. But, yeah, Paige, the second the hole gets breached, they're fucked. Like, that water would, yeah. Yeah, uh, but the research guy's daughter because he went to go Su get Yen Jason Statham. Is her name. Su Su Yen, but that's it's correct. Bing Bing. It's Bing Bing. Yeah. I, I was like, Bing Bing? No, that's not her actual name. Su Yen, or that's not her character's name. Su Yen. Yeah. yeah. She decides she's going to go help them because she knows they only have a matter of time. So she's like, I'm getting in th this little pod thing. She goes down in the pod. Those things are cool as shit, but they would not survive at that depth. They look like they belong on Naboo. They do. They look <laughs> yes. exactly like the Naboo fighters from the first prequel movie, except That's underwater. Correct. And because they have like a, not a gyroscope. Like the Gungan ships. Yeah, yeah. So You got to be using the Boomba Jaja. -ja. Yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, but any like, but they can go up and down, but the center pod that you sit in stays at the same like right. alignment. So you like, 
you know, whatever. It's cool. I thought it was cool. Like the gyro things in Jurassic World. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's cool, but they would never work that way. Like that that would crumple up so fast at that depth. Well, so uh, fun fact, uh, I listened to a lot of talks by James Cameron when that other sub exploded because I was just curious. His submersible is round because apparently round submersibles can take on the most pressure because they don't have any corners or edges. Yes. So that's the ideal shape to make a submersible for that depth. So that's why. But still, these are fake. It's a glass ball that she's in. Like that yeah, wouldn't yeah. sustain that pressure. Like, yeah. Anyway, so meanwhile, Jason Statham gets there and they're like, Suyin already went down. And he's like, motherfucker. That's interesting because my balls cannot sustain pressure like that. It hurts. <laughs> That's why your balls shouldn't go diving six miles down into the Marianas Trench. Or as we would call her, your ex. We were all there. We were all there. It's okay. I'm just going to hit the side of her continental shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a hole big enough for Mikey. <laughs> you know, they say that submersibles should be girthy to withstand the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have worn those fiberglass condoms. <laughs> oh my god, fiberglass condoms sound so <laughs> awful. Like I'm, I'm literally hurting. <laughs> James Cameron warned you. <laughs> oh god. I knew this was a one way trip to this lady's vagina. <laughs> I'm making a best sesh joke, Todd. As how long has it been since you've seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen that since I was a kid. <sighs> Oh. You're missing out. That movie holds up. I'm sure it does. Unless you're paid. I remember liking it as a kid. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Jason Statham gets there and he's prepping the other pod and he's actually modifying it so he can get down there faster so he can divert all power. Uh, and the little girl is in the way because no one is supervising her. <laughs> I do like that there's like a rush to get down there. This is like one of the ticking clocks yeah. I was talking about from before. And before like he can leave, he has to get her to get out of the sub. Yep. And there's like not really a sense of urgency for him to do that, even though like people's lives are on the line. I guess yeah. one of them is his ex. So he's probably not super motivated, but like. Yeah. And she's like, can you bring my mom back? And he's like, yeah, sure. I promise. And I'm like, you shouldn't make those promises, dude. Not with your track record. I know. <laughs> well, what? He just gets to leave. I mean, if he does, he's I like, mean, sorry, he kid, your mom's dead. I gotta go. <laughs> he, he couldn't have Ivan Drago'd her and been like, if she dies, she dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, he goes down there and they're talking on comms and he's like, she should get out of my fucking way. And she's just like, I heard you. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, this is the chemistry we were talking about. <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> Like it was after this that everyone's like, oh man, I can tell y'all want to fuck. And I was like, I'm pretty sure she hates him. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this at all. It's basically like when your friends set you up because you're the two the people they ones? know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you get in the same room and you're like, I think I hate this person for a variety of reasons. <laughs> There's a reason this person is single. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're saying the same thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Although he asked me if I like Bob's Burgers, so like I'm gonna sit on this couch for a bit and see what happens. <laughs> this couch is actually a submersible. <laughs> anyway, they get down there and he's like, "Turn off the lights because it's a shock," and she's just like, "What?" And then a big old squid captures her ship. 
but who should eat that squid but a giant shark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So the, the squid is like eating her Naboo fighter or whatever. Right. And then a shark comes by and like eats that squid. You got to get the tentacles in there. You got to get the tent- the sexy, sexy tentacles in there to suck on those uh, balls. Uh-huh. Uh, and listen, those tentacles did a lot of sucking on them balls. Yeah. Uh, my favorite fun fact is about the tentacles, but I'm going to save it for fun facts. You're welcome. Is that fun facts just their sexy page? We no. know you're into tentacles. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, giant shark. But then Jason Statham in his little Naboo fighter fires all of the flares to kind of lure the shark away. And he's and her ship is too damaged to try and save the crew. So she's like, okay, I'm going back up to the service. And he's like, all right, bye. Yeah, she just blows her ballast tanks and goes to the surface. Yeah. But he's in act- an actual sub, whereas she was in what they call a glider in the movie. But that's the He's also in a glider. They're both in gliders. He's not. She's in a yellow one, he's in an orange one. He's in a sub because he docks on top of them. He oh, does not right. tow them to the surface he like she was going them. to. Yeah. No, you're so right. So he's in like he's in the same sub they're in. They had two of them. He's in the spare. Right. And he goes down to get them in that. What you're thinking of happens later in the movie though, because that, that's true. That no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Happen, Thank God he knew how to use their minority report. Like oh screens <laughs> yeah yeah he's just I like pushing that you just thrashed around. at the yeah. camera and I was like screens he's like thank God he agreed to do this I'm like you just put him in a sub that he doesn't know how to use oh I guess he does he's sliding the information over he's like we got a blue balls <laughs> we got a- <laughs> that's for a water murder a worder anyway he docks on the other sub. He gets his ex-wife through. He gets the wall through. And then Toshi realizes he's going to have to close the hatch because the hatch is broken and they don't have enough time for him to get up there. So he puts the note to his wife in the wall's pocket and then he closes the hatch after them, essentially sacrificing himself so they can get away. Yeah. And he gets eaten up, man. Like that shark crushes his ship as they like blow their ballast tanks and go back to the surface or at least the research vessel or right, right, right. So they go back up. Uh, and of course, the second they're up, Suyin is just like, how dare you leave him behind? You fucking, you always leave people behind, you fucking bastard. I was like, these people need to fucking cool it on the guy that has saved all of them. <laughs> like They're <laughs> yelling at each <laughs> other, but like the movie treats this moment like we should be thinking, just fuck already. But they like hate each other. There's no chemistry there. (laughs) There's no chemistry at all. At all. Uh, But this is where they're like, okay, uh, so I know we yelled at at him about like leaving people behind, but it turns out a megalodon is real, like he said it was. But this is where (laughs) they go through. They're like, it can bite a whale in half. And they show like the teeth and everything. But this is like the first step to them having such a wild range of proportions for this shark that are never consistent. Because sometimes the shark is big enough to bite a whale in half sometimes it's big enough to eat half their ship sometimes it's big enough to almost eat a whale whole (laughs) but then at the end it's big enough that like it can't like chew on the glider completely or it like can't swallow the cage that they put down the the shark is whatever the size it needs to conveniently be for the scene (laughs) which is a hot mess I would argue that those are all different sharks I mean I think you're giving the movie too much credit we know that there is a baby shark we do but then we also see that other remaining shark eat like half that boat and that's the one they track Paige I'm giving this movie way 
way too much credit. <laughs> but like, yeah. that's the only thing you just have to like. Okay, sure, whatever. This movie. So, how many sharks came through the fart? Two. We might never know, Paige. So, should we call it a shark? <laughs> 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 I love you guys. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> More than this movie, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Mikey's response to I love you guys was, I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> There's something irritating me. I think it's your love. Um, anyway, Rain Wilson is just like, so what are we researching right now? Because you just cost me like a $2 million or $20 million rover and a $30 million sub. What are we doing? We got to chase that fucking shark, right? Because other people will get here first. And then Jason Statham's like, if you're going to go up against the Meg, it's slaughter. And I'm just like, all right, thanks, hottie. Like, whatever, <laughs> what are you even doing? Who are you? Are you just like fast and furiousing this crew now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, this, yeah. this essentially becomes a Fast and the Furious movie for the rest of the movie. But Jason Statham is the Vin Diesel character. Don't let them get near boats. <laughs> <laughs> if the Meg just becomes water fast and furious, I'm here for that, Paige. Whatever you do, don't let them on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that my favorite one of the franchises, Fast and the Furious, Continental Drift. <laughs> <laughs> Where they make Ludacris hack into a submarine. Um, he would, though. He could do he that. He would, though. Yeah. What do you mean we got to go to Pangea? Pangea? <laughs> <laughs> Are they going back in time? <laughs> what time? Let's get Huey Lewis on the soundtrack and we got a hit, baby. <laughs> Is Christopher Lloyd busy? Hang on. Someone call his agent. <laughs> Marty, it's not your kids. It's Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to dial the like year on the car and it's like 6,000 years old. And they're like, what? And he's like, you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Paige thinks Pangea was 6,000 years ago. No, I don't. That's why I'm saying. I'm like, wouldn't it be hilarious if Back to the Future was like, we're going back to Pangea. Also, this is now a creationist movie. Yes. Did I tell you about the time I went to the creationist museum on my drive to L.A.? Which one? There's multiple. It was in, I think it was in Arizona somewhere because it was like mm. in the desert. And uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, these dumb people have put so much thought into the make-believe. You've got to spend the full 40 days in the desert to get that out, <laughs> get out, of, get, you know, get out of it there. And take some ayahuasca. <laughs> There's some varying levels of intelligent design that, like, you know, there are arguments to be made, right? But. Sure, yeah, the, no, absolutely. The, Not in a creationist museum. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah th that museum is like dinosaurs were put here by the devil underground. Yes. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw a picture oh. of a demon planting like a dinosaur, <laughs> like, skeleton. Yes. Like, and yes. I, I, it, it was amazing. But. Fossil fuels are evil, so I don't really know oh, where God. I fall Mikey's on this. Got yeah, a point. we got to get to Pangea and find out for sure. They're making it hot, Todd. Like, you know what else is hot? No, I get it. Hell. Where demons come <laughs> from? Hell. Listen, even a broken dogma is right twice an era or whatever. <laughs> a ea. Pangea. Anyway, Pangea. <laughs> This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mikey from Harm Virgin here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50. To get 50% off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, <laughs> back to this, this movie. Um, the little girl is walking around the aquarium tube. They have, it, you know, how every aquarium has that one tube where you walk through and you're like, fish are swimming by you or whatever. Yeah, it's the best part. Yes, I'm fully aware of what part. the best part of an aquarium is. Anyway, so she's walking around these tubes and this is where she sees the shark Roomba. Very fun. Uh, but she's playing with like an iPad and a little like mechanical rolly ball thing, like a ground drone. Yeah, it is. And the Roomba really is just like shark shadowing for later in this scene. Yeah. Because she like drives this little ball around until it hits something. And then she walks over to pick it up. And then we see the shark like orb up behind her. And it's like pretty creepy. It's in front of her. She's facing it because she drops the ball and then it just bites on the tube. And she's like, there's a monster and it's watching us, which is the creepiest line in this movie. Yes, it is. Whoever wrote that, they should have had them write the rest of the script. (laughs) Well, it was seven people who wrote that line. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Seven is a conservative estimate, sir. But of course, the shark as it bites, it it rocks the whole research center. So everyone comes running. Uh, Su Yin is like, oh, my God, where's Mei Ying? So she like runs down. Uh, and she's there and she's like, oh, my God, there's a monster that's watching us. And as she's telling them about it, the baby whale that they've been watching comes up and is like, help. Too late. <laughs> snatched baby by whale a giant was like, shark. That baby whale was like beating on the glass like, you guys got to help me. me please help me. Help me. And then like the shark just rips it in half. And there's already blood in the water. So it yes. clearly already got the mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, also, I think there might be a continuity error getting the, everyone down there because yes. Jason Statham is up in the like top of the research in right. the research station where like the helicopter lands like in that boardroom they have up there and then right. so so is Su Yin though I they're know, both up there I know but Su Yin goes in the elevator Jason Statham yes. does not but then right. when she gets out of the elevator Jason Statham is already down there yes yeah are we to expect that he ran down the stairs underwater faster than her elevator like I or teleports that's the only explanation 
my favorite is that they're like, so there's no leaks and there's no, no visible signs of damage. I was like, there's teeth marks. I we know. can see them. That's a visible sign of damage. Well, but they couldn't see it on the day because that's clearly just green screened in. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, but they, they kill all their underwater lights, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So they don't draw the shark in. Right. But they go upstairs to Jax, who is like, by the way, there was a fart through the thermocline, and that's how we got these sharts. Yes. A super highway for giant sharks. Sharts. Sharts. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you think you're going to, like, chance a thermocline fart, and you gamble <laughs> on it, and just a couple things come out that you didn't expect. A couple megala sharts. A couple megala sharts. But so just <laughs> as they're fighting that, they're like, the thermocline's back to normal, but three boats have just gone down. And it's just like, immediate. they're immediately from like an undetermined distance away, like, all of these boats are gone. They just showed up. And you're just like, what? Like, why? How? What? Also, what is happening again? Like someone, yeah. what? Like, yeah. yes. Uh, so they then are now like, well, now we're fighting the shark at the surface. So they get on a boat <laughs> to go out to where all these other boats are. And it turns out that they were shark fishing boats, which is a huge problem. Look into it. It That's is. It's terrible. Yeah. But am I not supposed to feel bad that the Meg killed these actual people? This is the second time where people have been murdered and the movie wants me to be like, it's cool. They were bad people. Well, here's the thing. And this is, I think, a leftover from one of the iterations of the movie. I will burn part of a fun fact right now. Okay. Eli Roth really badly wanted to direct this movie. That does not surprise me and should have. Uh, well, we'll get to We will talk about that in fun facts. But he, okay. per, his like charity of choice is around preserving sharks because some of them are endangered species. Yeah. And the movie does get it right. They cut the fins off and they just throw them back. It is brutal and unnecessary and cruel. And so he constantly is posting about that for awareness and stuff. I think this is something he left in the script, like that he added that gets left in later. Okay. Um, but yeah, the shark, even the score. Great. Uh, one fish did all this, which I love. I love that DJ at this point is just like, I can't believe this. He's like one fish. And it's like, dude, it destroyed your submarine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this would not be surprising to me. This. Yeah. Yeah. Like boats aren't made to stand up to the kind of pressure that submarine is. And that submarine got chomped to death. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that shark could definitely chop through a boat. Yeah. But now this is how they're going to do. They were like, well, we got to track the shark because they see it's fit out in, in the distance. And they're like, well, we can't get out there. We don't want to disturb it. So this we want to like quietly swim near it. This shit was insane. so dark, Paige. <laughs> like it is just an excuse to get Jason Statham in the water and I was here for it. But thank like, you. He, <laughs> he just like is swimming towards a shark that like the only thing I know about sharks is they never stop swimming and there's no way he could ever swim as fast as the shark. No. So there's no way he could catch it. No. Yeah. So like the whole bit of this is flawed fundamentally. Yes. But he does get the tracker on it. But then, of course, the shark comes after him and they're like, tow him back, which then alerts the C-Rex. Yes. Whatever. The megalod shark. Yeah. <laughs> so they get him back to the boat and they pull him in. But like this was just a tracker. So now they know where it is. Now they're going to try and like shoot it with poison to kill it. 
But this is going to be Suyin. So she's going to go in the polycarbonate tank that they're like, no, 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 it'll deform and it won't break, which is like their whole thing. Is that real? Like that felt like very unobtainium to (laughs) me (laughs) in big air quotes. You know what I'm saying? Like it just felt completely adamantium action. Yeah. Oh, you mean this perfectly clear sphere can withstand (laughs) any pressure? Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been really funny if they had like gone through all of that. Suyin gets in it and it, it just snaps through it like it's not shit. Like that Hilarious. would have been a ballsy moment if they had done that. Well, and just co- killed Suyin. Yes. And then, <laughs> then Jason Statham is like, no, I loved her. And you're like, what? You did? Like, what? You guys have talked like twice. Like, what's happening? And both the times you talked, you were yelling at each other. You know, chemistry. <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> My favorite is also that Suyin is like a scientist investigating the thermocline or whatever. But in this, she's like, I've gone on hundreds of shark dives. I'm a shark expert. I was like, are you? Like, when did that come up? When were you a shark expert? I know, but Paige, this is the only thing we learn about <laughs> anyone in the movie. Anybody. And I did think it was funny. I was like, listen, I get that Jason Statham is like an underwater survival expert or like rescuer or whatever. He's not a shark sure. expert. Like, calm down, Jason Statham. Let her be an expert at something. Like, calm down. Yeah, it's... Everyone seems to know infinity amount of facts about sharks instantly. As soon as they're like, it's a shark. You know what I know about sharks? Like, as if they're like hiding zoo books in their vests. <laughs> like they wrote down all the shark facts on their hand. Like they have yeah, a shark yeah. test at school and they're just looking down at it. Well, that's like my my favorite is DJ at one point. It's like, you know, sharks do this and this and this. Don't y'all watch the Discovery Channel? And I was like, <laughs> yes, but also why do you remember all of Why does anyone remember? I have watched Shark Week every year for the past 20 years. I couldn't tell you much about sharks. Other than that, they always swim and they have multiple rows of teeth. That's all I <laughs> there got. There you go. Yeah. That's all I got. Anyway, <laughs> so they put her down in the cage and here's my immediate immediate problem with the cage uh, is that they've already established how big this shark is because it's destroyed a sub and whatever already. <laughs> this cage is not very big. And I'm like, it's going to swallow it. Like its mouth is big enough. Well, Paige, I have great news for you. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what almost happens. Except that it can't. It's too big. It like can't get its mouth around it. And I was like, conveniently, the shark is too small. I mean, we've all been there, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> We've all been there. We, we've all had trouble swallowing things. I sure. don't like teeth. Oh, same. What, Mikey? No, Mikey, That's your trademark is that you do like teeth. He no, I means mean, like, in a certain action. Yeah. yeah. You can't pick when and where you like teeth. Either you like teeth or you don't. I feel like you can. Yeah. I feel like that's an important part of life is you get to choose when you like teeth and not. Except that you aggressively like ladies with big old fucking horse choppers and you're going to be like, can you take them out when it gets romantic? Yeah, but I don't like them scraping it down my, <laughs> my thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to pick 
when her when she's got to you when she's not. I don't think he's looking for ladies with just dentures or anything, Paige. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if you're gonna if you are gonna aggressively go after the aggressively teeth, then you gotta accept that they have teeth all the time, most of the time. Most of the time? I don't know what's going on in Hillary Duff's mouth. Maybe it's not a permanent <laughs> thing. We've killed the first shark, right? No, we're we're about to kill the first let's shark. Get, we're about just, to kill the first shark. Let's just move on with that. Yeah. Tom's got a hard out. Yeah. So I do go. actually I do have a hard out, yeah. Anyway, so it bites on the cage. It drags the boat on this like tiny little cable that shouldn't hold, but it does. I loved it though. Like these are the these are the sequences that I sort of love about this movie because every time they do it, they do the most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because they it like drags it. Jason Statham jumps in fucking barefoot. Yes, Paige. With like a spear gun I, Like I don't know what he's doing He just like jumps in for no reason Well and she she does manage to shoot the shark So it has poison But he yes. gets down there He opens the cage They swim back up They kill the shark But she almost dies Because she loses air Because it punctures her tank Or whatever So she like wakes back up She's not dead They've got the oh. dead shark They're taking pictures with it You skipped over like the scariest part Like there are so many what? Sections of the no, no, scary part. No, seriously, some of this movie really scared me. When she's looking through like her mask, which is where she's getting her oxygen from, and they show that POV, and she's like quickly turning to like scan for the shark. That shit really terrifies me, man. It's it's so scary. Yeah, and I you guys like didn't didn't even clock it. Like it's not even scary no. for you at all. That's no, so funny. I have to me. no idea what you're talking about. Because yeah. it's like it's like perfectly made for a jump scare. Like it's. You know, POV, quick camera turns, and then the shark is there. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course the shark is there. It's been there for 20 minutes. <laughs> so scary. It's so scary. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm like, of course, there's a shark there. It's always. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they so they killed the shark. They have it hung up, and they're taking pictures of it, but they, like, accidentally let a guy... The, they let the wall fall into the water and who should well, come up out of the him. water? Yeah, they scare him because he puts his head near the, the shark and they move it. Yeah. But so he falls into the water. Who should come up to just eat him and half the boat? But the actual Megalodon. It's like one full motion, right? So it's like it yes. scoops him up like he's Jonah. Right. And then in that same jump grabs the Megalodon that's like hanging on their boat Right. And then just crushes the boat and the boat sinks. And tips the boat. Yeah. 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 Cause the Charlotte sinks. But this is my thing. It was like that shark is so huge. It, it could eat multiple cars, like things like that. But then later when Jason Statham is fighting with it, it's like a fraction of the size. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be multiple Megs. Hashtag multiple Meg. M multiple sharks. <laughs> Um, that's why they should Instead of the Meg 2 It should just be Megs Megs with a dollar sign With a dollar sign But then the third one Should be Mathrigs <laughs> God these AI sharks That we've created as toys That got loose in the ocean Oh they're terrible Paige Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But they do a great little dance They do Anyway Everyone is now scattered in the ocean So they kind of get everyone Onto the remainder of the platform that hasn't sunk yet Including Suyin's dad Who is actively dying But Jason Statham has kind of saved uh, him Yeah when the boat sort of tips over One of the like lifeboats That they have because there are two 
falls into him in the water. Like we see it. It like yeah. hits him really hard. Like it, it eventually kills him. Right. I'm assuming it was just like internal bleeding or something. Yeah, something. Um, but they they kind of start loading people into the lifeboats that they can kind of get to. But Jax and the doctor are too far out in the ocean. And they're both like, oh, we've got to quietly swim back to the boat because again, the Meg plays by T-Rex rules. That's why it's C-Rex, where yes. if you do- don't move too much, you can't see you. Um, and the doctor turns to Jackson and is like, you go, don't look back. And he like thrashes <laughs> so the Meg comes to eat him. He starts flailing about like he's a child that doesn't want to leave the pool, but his mom is like, get out of the pool. Eat your bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You need more sunscreen. Yeah, Mike, you need more sunscreen. I didn't burn, man. I feel good. You still look red as hell, dude. Red as my tan, bro. Yeah. But here's the thing. With the size of the shark we have just established, if he goes to eat the doctor, he's going to get Jax also. Like, they could <laughs> yes. never outswim that no. shark. Even no matter how hard they try. No. But that shark just gets Mac, who's the doctor, and leaves Jax alone. But also, I was like, do we really need Jax? Like, no offense to Jax, but, like, I feel like we're going to need a doctor. <laughs> And, and they're never clear on what Jax does. <laughs> oh, no, they are clear on what Jax does. And what they do is insane because of how young they are. They supposedly designed the ship, the research center, oh, the gliders. Right. But then are also a, a hacker. Well, yeah, Conveniently yeah. a hacker when they need a hacker. They're yeah. Doogie Hauser PhD. <laughs> CHD. <laughs> It would have to be that kind of a situation because they are too young to have accomplished that much. Like, it takes yeah. so long to design and engineer all that shit. Like, well, and here's what's crazy if that is the case for the person who designed everything, they have precious little lines in this film because they're barely in it compared to the researchers who were like, well, I'm the head researcher. I know. They're also not like the best actor in the world. No one in this movie is the best actor. Tom, what? Yeah. Like the stuff you're arguing about in this film is it's weird. What do you mean? You're like defending this in a weird way. There's some really fun stuff in this movie, Mikey. I feel like Piranha is more fun. Piranha is yes. way more fun. Deep Rising was way more fun. But True. when Jason Statham and the Megalodon jump out of the water and he shoves that thing further into its brain and then they start to fall down separately i want someone to paint me that and send it to me <laughs> like i want a renaissance style painting of that that's how high level of art that is i'm not mad at you but i'm disappointed <laughs> <laughs> anyway jack makes jacks makes it back onto the lifeboats and they take those lifeboats all the way back to the research center right yeah and at this point, her dad dies in the lifeboat. They get that very touching, very sweet scene. It is so sad. That scene is actually sad, and they're both able to act in their native languages, and they both fucking crush it. But he he dies, and on the way back, like, Rain Wilson's character calls in, like, an airstrike on the yes. Megalodon that's just, like, chasing them because he's a psychopath. But just with a rifle. So he's like, yeah, so we can get it off our tail. And he's like, get some! And I'm like, Get what? what? The yes. bullets are going to do fucking nothing. <laughs> that's what um Jack says. They're like, that's not yeah. going to do anything. <laughs> but it does get it to dive down. I thought 
this was the moment we were going to get your shark snatching the helicopter That's out of the sky. I, yeah, I thought so too. I thought later, I thought for sure there, and we didn't get it. And then when the, the news helicopters are around, I was like, those guys are flying way too low. And I thought it was just going to like snatch. Same. And I was going to be like, yes, but no. Paige, the perfect snatch. Okay. Yes. That was an unfortunate phrasing, but still. Uh-huh. Yeah. The deadliest snatch. <laughs> I think the perfect helicopter snatch would be when those two news helicopters crash. If when one was spinning down, if it jumped up and caught the one that was and on caught fire. caught the one that was spinning. Hell yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the perfect snatch, uh, the perfect helicopter snatch is maybe like in teeth, but instead of teeth, she has helicopter blades. <laughs> It's just dudes losing digits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and by digits, I mean fingers. <laughs> she just spins as she flies away. <laughs> she just gets in the stirrups and flies away. <laughs> anyway. Helicopter humor. So they get back. And at this point, I looked at the time on this movie and I was like, there's 40 minutes left of what? This movie is all over the place. Yeah, this movie is two hours. It's, it's long. It's like Richard Curtis, the creature feature. Well, and I'm like, we have almost killed this shark four or five different times. We've had a bunch of different plans and we are nowhere and we have not gained any ground. Yeah. It's like trying to save for a down we payment. We have just lost like one guy. Yeah. It's just... I mean, it really is like just we're jumping from one set piece to the next set piece. Yeah. But most of the time people don't die. Yeah. No, everyone survived. <laughs> They're like, I can't believe that didn't work. And we lost another boat. Let's try again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to later that night where Jason Statham shows up at Su Yin's quarters i guess and just in my notes i just have knock knock here to make you less sad with my penis but then nothing happens (laughs) he just is like how's the little girl and she's like sad and he's like well that happens when grandparents die (laughs) like what (laughs) well that's to be expected speaking my therapy language (laughs) yeah Uh, but this is also where he's like it's not just about the ones you lose it's the ones you save and i'm like is this love the one you're with like what is what are we saying here how did you save grandpa he was old yeah yeah, i think she says that to him because he says that to her later and that's like the emotional beat before he quote sacrifices himself or whatever air quotes emotional yeah whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the ones you lose it's the one you save chalk it up as a value meal uh, anyway, so Rain Wilson at this point is like, I've informed the Chinese government and the government of Thailand. They're sending two destroyers to take it out. So it's out of our hands and I'm going to close this until it's killed. So everyone's going to evacuate tomorrow. And everyone's like, oh, good. At that moment, I was like, holy shit. Someone actually like called the authorities to take care yeah. of this. Like, I understand like why. I don't know. Let's just move on. We'll talk about it when we talk about what he does, but he's an idiot. The very, well, the very next scene, he's got depth charges, and I was like, is he going to blow up the research center so nobody can <laughs> sue him for this? I didn't think that when I saw the depth that charges. That would be great. That would have been dark. That's that what been great. I thought. Of course, the billionaire is like, people have died, and this shark is like clearly a huge threat to people everywhere in the world. How can we monetize this? <laughs> right, right. How can we put it in a tank and charge exactly. admission? I was like, what are yeah. you fucking P.T. Barnum? Like, you're <laughs> not going <laughs> to use this fish for anything. Kill it. Hey, fun fact. That's where the term jumbo came from because jumbo was the name of an elephant. And so jumbo-sized things were named after the elephant. The elephant wasn't named after 
jumbo size thing. No shit. Okay. That's very interesting. I'm not going to Google to see if that's accurate at all. I read that the other day. That's a Mikey fun fact that might be true. The Mikey might be. But also, I would have been so far away from this situation as soon as helicopter. I'd be like, well, I have no motivation to stay involved in this because this is a giant shark in the ocean. I don't need to murder it. It lives. I live. I go to land. Bye. Yeah. Right. Forever now. I'm never not landing. I'm always yeah. on land now. Like, that's what DJ would have actually done. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so we cut to the infirmary where Jason Statham goes to visit his ex-wife because this movie can't either... So Yin should be the ex-wife and that should be the same person like the abyss. Yes. Or there should be no ex-wife and it's just Su Yin because this is this weird, complicated, because no one can ever be mean to each other. No one can not like each other. No one dies. No one falls in love. No blood. No nothing. It's sterile. And so he has this like what would have been kind of a meet cute with his ex-wife. But she's like, so I hear you and Su Yin are, are banging. And you're just like, what? Like, First of all, who told her? What a weird relationship that, that people would be like, she should know. Like, it made no sense. This scene is ridiculous. I completely agree, but largely because Su Yin and him have had no chemistry. They've not at all seemed like they are into each other at all. And I would like to remind you that at this point in the film, they know that someone's coming to rescue them tomorrow, so they have to survive the night against a shark, which means they might still die that night because of the shark. Are you gonna not bang it out when there's a shark on the loose? Give me a break. Paige, yes, fully. Ex-wife or uh, bang bang. All their cabins have ocean views. <laughs> oh, shit. Unfortunately, it was shark week. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't have a little fun mikey yeah, yeah yeah you can have plenty of fun just get some towels yeah we know they got a shower yeah you can't attract the megalodrama that's true <laughs> are, you, are you wait hold on so does that My... wastewater go out into the ocean that's yeah, the question. Are, you, are you implying that when people who have uteruses in this research center menstruate they are air quotes chumming the water <laughs> and i ain't gonna be chumming them you know what i'm saying they're gonna track that back to my bunk <laughs> i can't <laughs> i refuse to try and make any logical sense out of the things you just said irrefutable page it's science so yeah. it is science no also yesterday someone sent me a tiktok of a guy that thought People with uh, uteruses and vaginas put pads directly onto their parts as opposed to in their underwear. Like you stick it to yourself like a sticker, like a temporary yes, tattoo? Yes, yes. And I was That's like, this is a grown work. human. <laughs> you should lick it and stick it. And that should be the commercial. No. That's like the guy that tried to invent the lipstick that keeps your pussy lips closed. That's a real thing. He was like, then you could just keep the blood inside and not be gross. And I was like, you have a gross misunderstanding of what goes on here. And misunderstanding of like toxic shock syndrome and like so many all things. kinds of things. So yeah. many yeah. things. I don't like toxic women. <laughs> and I'm shocked that you'd bring it up. <laughs> I'm septic. I'm and I like I know girl, we have to end this. <laughs> no. That's why I'm leaving you out in front of this emergency, <laughs> emergency room. room. Yeah. Driving away. Uh no. So meanwhile, Rain Wilson has gone up in a helicopter and is like, we're gonna drop depth charges on this thing until we kill it. I thought this is where we were gonna get our uh shark gets a helicopter. Me too. Well, I thought that largely because 
every time I was like, it's definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. It doesn't happen. Like, right. I would argue that if this movie had that, it would be a thousand times better. Like that, it needed that shot. Also, it needed it. Rain Wilson isn't in the helicopter. He's in a boat. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah He's yeah. on like a speedboat and the helicopter is like going to drop depth charges onto it to kill it. And then he wants to like double verify that it's fully dead before they go over to it. And he wants the teeth for his desk. Yes. And stuff. Of course. Like that is fully what Elon Musk would do. Right. Like we sure, all sure, know sure. that that is what he would do. He brought a kitchen yeah. sink into Twitter the, the day he bought it. The dude's stupid. It's, yes. Anyway, so he goes out there. Uh, they detonate the depth charges, but it turns out it's just a whale, right? Um, <laughs> I did love that they kill it the first time, and then Rain Wilson's like, drop another round of depth charges. So yeah, they do, do that it again. And then all like the whale guts just hit that helicopter, and then it shows the helicopter pilot like, yeah, it's dead. It's uh, it's all over us up here. And he's like yep. covered in whale guts. That was very funny. Gross. But they go to investigate that whale and they're like, oh, no, it's just a whale. And then Rain Wilson's like, it's right underneath us. Uh, and of course, it comes up to eat the whale that they just chummed the water with, basically. Yeah, 100%. They were like, hey, come get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come get it. And I thought for sure. The it was the helicopter. <laughs> it was going to take the helicopter. But no, it just takes Rain Wilson, whatever. I thought the way he died was great, though. Come on. Like, he's on the whale and he's like trying to climb the whale to get out of the water. And then the shark right bites onto the whale and like you you're like oh it's next dead. to him yeah no it's not next to him it's over him well that's, and well, it, that's the next one but it bites that's the next one it has like a the fake first out, one is next to yeah. him and then it goes over him but again there's no blood for either of them so it's really not that cool. i know yeah. really when it's just when it's just like on his hand you see his hand like left outside the shark's mouth but yes. everything else is in it but there is no blood there nope it's like he was on Is It Cake? And it turned out Rain Wilson was cake. He was cake. Because there yeah. was yeah. no blood. And I needed the shark to like toss Rain Wilson's body up through the propellers of the helicopter. And as it starts to spiral down, it jumps up for seconds. Like just And that would win the Oscar for Best Snatch. <laughs> also, whoever does the Oscars, consider that as a category from now on. <laughs> best snatch basic instinct would have won for sure <laughs> i was gonna say i think you're gonna get a lot of different entries <laughs> and by entries you know anyway there should so, be at least uh, three sorry <laughs> i am not gonna continue <laughs> i apologize anyways we cut to the research center the next morning they're like oh he didn't call anyone and there's no evac ship but then they're like we're gonna team up and go on the evac ship i was like why would it still be coming if he didn't call anybody Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, they get on the evac ship and they're tracking the shark with they like hack Rain Wilson's thing to track it. I have a question. Sure. It's called an evac ship, which I've always thought was short for evacuation. Yeah. Why are they not just like leaving to like go to Thailand or like the mainland that's like 200 miles away or whatever? Yeah. Why didn't they just call? Well, they try to answer this where Cliff Curtis calls people and it's like, no one will believe me. And I'm like, you're from a research center. Like, why wouldn't they believe? <laughs> anyway. Also, they, they've captured data on this shark. Like, it, they, they yeah. can prove it. Video, yeah. 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 They literally were taking selfies with a dead one. Like, yeah. they could send them just their Instagram profile and be like, believe me, it's real. Well, and not only, I don't know what 
you know, Jaws Mayor is running that fancy beach <laughs> that the, the, the shark is headed for where they refuse to close it. But like if they had called somebody, they probably would have just closed that beach. And then they and, anyway. Yeah. They get on the boat. They chase it down. And again, they're like, it's an evac ship for everyone at the research center, which turns out to only be like five or six people. Of course, none of whom die. Like, well, right. this, this movie didn't have any extras. Like, there's only main cast, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Well, the extras are on the beach. So they go to that beach, True. and it's like banana boats, floaties, floating platforms, everything. Equally spaced. Equally spaced. This is your two by two area to partake in the fun. Do not cross into <laughs> others' fun area. The shark shows up. I did like that their plan was like, all right, when it gets really close to eating people, let's draw it out to the shallows. And they just, like, let it attack people? Yeah, they let it attack a bunch of people and and Pippin the dog, uh, who, by the way, they, there's a wedding yacht. Pippin the dog is part of the wedding party. It jumps into the water. The shark... Anyway. The shark doesn't get anybody, it seems. Yes. At least anybody from that wedding party. Sorry. Right. They play whale sounds to lure it away. And it goes through a bunch of those platforms. It pops that one circle thing. Like, it does kill a bunch of people. And at this point, I'm like, this is all Rain Wilson's fault. It is. Like most things in the world, a billionaire's behind it somehow. Right. I did think it was funny, like, when they're on those, like, pavilion things in the water. I'm not quite sure what to call them. Platforms? Yeah, like the little floaty platforms. Mm -hmm. Like, the guys get up on theirs, and they're like, oh, hey, look at the girls. And they're like, hey, girls, or whatever. And then the shark pulls the girls over Drags it over. I thought, (laughs) I don't know why, that made me laugh a lot. I thought that was very funny. I love that they were like, no, 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 not that close. I was like, you get what you wish for. Uh, So they play the whale sounds. The shark comes and just eats the thing that's making whale sounds. And at this point, the shark is drastically smaller than it was literally the scene before at the beach <laughs> um but this is where su yin and jason statham get in their little gliders and she's like you know the plan and i'm like we don't know the plan like you never told the audience what your plan is so we have no idea no we do know the plan and the plan was we're gonna lure it to the shadows and then kill it the shadows that's all they the shallows yeah there's like a shallow area yeah. or she whatever she shows her yeah. iphone with the whale noise and she's like we'll get it to come to us yes and that's the plan yeah. Which I'm like, if that's the, you're dead. You deserve to die. If that's how little you have planned after the four other times you have tried to kill this thing. I did love that she was like, hey, remember that time that baby whale was yelling for our help and then it ripped it in half? Clearly, I it loves the that. sound. <laughs> yeah. I recorded that. And uh, listen, if there's anything a serial killer loves, it's a trophy. So it's going to, it's going to definitely chase after this sound. So ridiculous. So they both end up in the water <laughs> and they're trying to like lure it and fire at it and she fires but it doesn't hurt it enough and then jason statham tries to fire and his misfires why do research vessels have torpedoes i don't know todd (laughs) did they weld (laughs) torpedo launchers onto them like deep rising no No. but this movie would have been better with some treat williams for sure well you guys don't understand my research which is my hypothesis is is that if we blow stuff up it blow big up yeah I think you also just described every Transformers movie. I'm so excited that the screenwriter for 365 is here with us. Uh, what say you from? Uh, how big Torpedo Splash is when hit creature, yes? <laughs> the velocity of the torpedo as it destroys animals, the paper. I've gotten funding. Don't worry about it. We're going to publish this research. <laughs> that does sound like something a billionaire would fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway... So he, he he can't fire, but he's like, you go take care of your kid. I'll take care of this shark. 
because the shark is like destroying the ship or whatever and they're all like floating on lifeboats again uh and so he drives his ship under the shark and uses like a shard of his ship to like slice its belly open it's so dumb i loved it he is like cutting it to pieces with just the side of his naboo fighter right exactly uh but then of course like his ship gets damaged enough that he has to put on scuba stuff and get out and stab the shark directly (laughs) well okay so he takes out his diving knife and stabs the shark with his left hand and takes literal like rips literal wreckage off of his sub yes and as like the shark starts to swim away that's when he stabs it in the eye and then they both jump out of the water together because he's still like knifed into the shark right. and holding on. And then right as it reaches the apex of that breach, he shoves the wreckage deeper into its brain, I guess. And then they both fall down like they're dead. And that is what I want as that Renaissance style painting, <laughs> like just them falling back to the ocean is so funny to me. Th- that's what I mean by like anytime this movie does anything, it does it the most. Well, and then they fall back into the ocean and a bunch of other sharks come to eat the Meg, but they ignore Jason Statham completely where they were just like, thanks for taking care of our bully or whatever. <laughs> so he swims up to the surface where it turns out the wedding ship has taken on all the researchers from the wreckage yeah. and Pippin's alive. And, and that's, the, that's movie. the movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the Meg? I did not enjoy it. I would rather watch Piranha. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to do a goofy movie like this, I want a Deep Rising or a Piranha or something. Like, really go for yeah, it. Yeah, I don't need a PG yeah. water movie, okay? Same. What is this, a movie for babies who <laughs> like sharks? Baby shark, doo doo doo. The best way for me to describe this is in 80s metal terms. If Jaws is Metallica, this movie is Petra. That doesn't help me at all, but Which great. is like... The Christian metal version of Metallica. Like, of course. Uh. no one cusses. Everyone's nice to each other. No one has sex. No one even kisses in this movie. They don't even hug, yeah. Todd. They don't even hug. Yeah, and she is scandalized when she walks in on Jason Statham wearing, like, a past his knees towel. Towel. And I yeah. know that because if it wasn't past his knees, you would have seen him hanging brain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there are some fun parts to this movie, but I do agree it is somewhat joyless. Like, there's just nothing super interesting about it, I think. Yeah. yeah. This movie is like two of your parents who stayed married for you, the kids, and then now you've gone off to college and you come home and it's just a weird feeling in the house. <laughs> That's this movie, but with sharks. But if they were able to make an R version of this, I bet it would have been great. I'll get into that in fun facts. Oh, okay. I will get into that in fun facts because at one point in development, somebody lobbied for it to remain R. Okay. Uh, that probably would have been the right call. But honestly, Paige, let's just jump into the fun facts. So let's here it is it. with your fun facts. Shark Meg fun, fun facts. facts. So as we know in real life, Jason Statham is an expert swimmer and diver. So almost all of his stunts are real. Uh, there are a handful of shots that are a stunt double, but predominantly he does most of his own stunts in this movie. As I mentioned in the book... The megalodons are pure white, almost luminescent from living in an environment with no light. But this proved too difficult to render in CGI while still looking real realistic. So they gave them great white shark coloring, but that only makes sense in an environment with light. So yeah. it's it's a whole there. We'll get into it a little bit more. There's a whole mishmash of weird shit that happens with them designing the shark. It's bizarre. 
in the book, they go into a lot of detail about how megalodons survived in an abyss because the actual megalodons were a shallow water predator. That's even more terrifying. Yeah. A shark that big in shallow water? Fuck. That's scary. Yeah. Again, by shallow, I mean like 30, 40 sure. feet, you know, or whatever. But still, but still. Like, that thing can be 70 feet long or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. Well, you know, most shark attacks are in waist high water. Yep. Yeah. Mo- most shark attacks are in shallow water because uh, sharks are shallow water, you know, predators. But so in the book, they explain that these sharks migrated to heated hydrothermal vents in the ocean to escape the ice ages and then gained a slower metabolism and lost skin pigmentation in the process. So what I'm saying is it was dumb to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also because of that, they would only attack at night since living in deep water had made their eyes sensitive to light. So it couldn't attack in daylight until it had been blinded during the course of the book. In the movie, they don't care. Yeah, they seem to be drawn by light, which would be the opposite. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. The boy on the beach who wants to go swimming is an uh, homage to Jaws. Of course. His mom is wearing almost an identical swimsuit to the one that the mother wore in the original film. But in the original film, the kid dies. In this movie, that kid almost dies. But he's saved when the sound of the baby whale plays again. Yeah, exactly. Because the original one's a horror movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why that happens in Jaws. You're right. Right. Would you call this, I mean, this is definitely in the horror category. I get that. But what is this? Is this more like a thriller to you? Because this, I barely uh, call this a movie. <laughs> I think this is a cartoon movie from the Sci Fi Channel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, in this movie, when they did the giant squid, in order to get those sounds, the sound editors parked a car in a quiet parking lot at the Warner Brothers lot. They put microphones inside the car uh, in a couple different places in the car and then went outside the car with two to three different types of plungers and just started plunging the windshield. <laughs> and some of them, some of them they did dry. Some of them they put dish soap on to make the, the octopus yeah, the sounds. sounds. That's so funny, man. Like <laughs> if you ever see like, Foley's doing their job it is incredibly silly looking but those it's people so funny. are like vital to like an actual production yes like it's so insane how like vital they are to making the movie feel real and natural that it, this was my favorite fun fact because I just picturing it made me laugh I know so like, hard. <laughs> they're just like going home that night like fuck babe I had to like dump water on a car's windshield all day while Dave plungered it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know my job Sorry. my job uh the one that i have a 401k for uh, <laughs> where's dinner <laughs> so ruby rose almost drowned while filming this in new zealand they were wearing clothes and thermals and their shoes filled up with water and they begin to sink so safety divers had to pull them out yeah shoes can become like anchors in water guys yes like yeah yeah. Now, this movie, over the course of almost 20 years, almost, not quite, like 15 to 17, goes through many different iterations of adaptation, basically. And one about five, six years ago, oh, I guess more than that, because this came out in 2018. So one of them, almost 10 years ago, was attached to Eli Roth, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Now, Eli Roth left the project because of creative differences. Namely, he wanted this movie to be a hard R 
like hard R, full gore. It should have been. With a $150 million budget. <laughs> Hell yeah. But on top of that, and, and the next part is rumors. I don't know if this is true or not, but this would have been a few years after Inglorious Bastards. So there were rumors that on top of writing and directing, so he did write a draft of the script. I think some parts stayed in it like the shark thing. Allegedly, he also wanted to play the lead, uh, but was told he didn't have star power. Well, that's because he doesn't have star power. <laughs> I I would say that it depends on the movie. I feel like the people who have put him in movies sometimes use him really well. Like, I think he's great in Inglorious Bastards, but like, that's a whole different thing from like also writing, directing all of it and being the lead that's tough to do. I think maybe that was a wise decision. However... I will. I want the hard R version of this. We would have definitely gotten a helicopter. Oh yeah! In an Eli Roth movie, it would have been helicopter after helicopter. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. That's what I want. Anyway, so as I mentioned, this is based on a book. Now, the book that this is based on is actually from a collection of multiple books about giant sharks. This one is called Meg, what? A Novel of Deep Terror. But I would like to read to you the titles of the other ones because they are insane. Oh, my God. Please yes. do. Okay. So the Meg is the first one. Sure. Then the Trench. Meg Primal Waters, Meg Hell's Aquarium, Meg Night Stalkers, then Meg Generations, which I have to assume is a reboot. That's the one they go to space, Paige. That's when they go to space. Well, I don't know, because the one that allegedly came out in 2021 was Meg Purgatory, and I feel like maybe that's the space one. But even better, you can buy these in limited edition collectible sets. And I would like to play a little bit of Price is Right for you to see how much you think these sets go for. Now, there are three different legacy sets. First, the Meg Legacy Ocean Blue set, the Meg Legacy Red and White set, and the Meg Legacy Black and Red set. They are all the same price. How much do you think they are? And there are seven in each set. $70. Okay, Todd. You know those bins that you'll find like in like a Walmart that just have like a bunch of old books and you can like dive in and just find like all of these books are $8. Like it, it's gotta be something like that. Well, Todd and Mikey, I will let you both know. And then I'm going to let you guess again. Cause Meg legacy volume one, just on its own is 72 69. So again, uh, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? serious? How much do you think the sets cost? $500. Okay, Todd. Eight hundred dollars? What? I, I, I Mikey no. was closer. It's five oh eight eighty three. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fine. That's dumb. Yeah. Well, aren't you an antique book collector? An antique book collector, Mikey? I don't even read fully, fully, <laughs> I fully aware. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the audiobook <laughs> cost is for these, but you might want to look into it. No, now, absolutely not. One of the other things they did to the shark, uh, in addition to making it different colors, is they thought that shark mouths looked too smiley. So they actually made it more drastic and inverted to look scarier. I think it just looks like it's not a real shark. It's the only thing it looks like to me. But also, it's a megalodon, so it, it doesn't exist. Like, you can sort of make it look like whatever you want. Right. I'm not going to know the difference. Right. <laughs> it's on Audible. The first it's, one oh is God. on Audible. How much is it, Mikey? Who is it read by? It's one credit, my friends. 
<laughs> one audible credit. I'm actually listening to something on Audible right now, so I could listen to that next. There you go. When I'm done with Rick Rubin's The Creative Act, I can jump over to that one. Sounds good. So in 1997, when the book was first published, Disney bought the film rights for almost a million dollars. Why? Yes. Uh, Wait, but- this is a Disney movie? No. Okay, sorry. Disney bought the rights originally, uh, but then Deep Blue Sea came out in 1999, and so they shelved it. Deepest, bluest. My Ruba has a shark fin. <laughs> uh, so Steve Alton, who's the author of all the Meg books, was super frustrated that they weren't making this movie, so he wrote his own screenplay draft. Hell yeah. Of course. Then, yes, who he showed to uh, a, a man named Nick Nunziata, who then gave it to Guillermo del Toro. <gasps> Guillermo del Toro at one point was attached. What? Yes. Wow. But then that passed from him to Jan de Bont, uh, who then wow. also passed. Wow. Then it eventually goes to Eli Roth. Then a rewrite was done by the guy who wrote both Alien versus Predator movies. <laughs> and that's the closest to the final script that we get before it finally ends up in this version. But yeah, at one point, John Turtletaub, who directs this final version, asked, would it be appropriate for the Meg to roar? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is always yes. Yes. Yes, yes. it is. If Jaws can (laughs) roar, then the Megalodon can roar. All right. Well, the the same Foley people who did the plungers uh, had to then (laughs) calmly explain that the megalodon shouldn't make a roar because there's it's underwater uh, but that there was a lot that they could do with the sound of water being forced through the mouth or gills and so yeah. that's actually the sound you hear but what they used is like the sound of rocks being moved and pulled through mud uh, and that that's kind of what you're hearing yeah I love these Foley facts I know. There's so many hilarious fun facts about this. In the novel, Jonas becomes a paleobiologist after that first dive. Did you? Uh, So that's why he's able to identify the the Meg. The synopsis reads more like a Jurassic Park type thing where he's like, I know I encountered it. So he goes and studies it. And then like he's like, a hotshot young sub pilot invites him back in or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. Here we go. I've got the, the screenwriting. I've got a timeline for the screenwriting. Okay. Perfect. I, I was like, I knew I had this somewhere. Uh, so they first hired a television writer and producer named Tom Wheeler, uh, but they didn't like his script. So they hired another screenwriter, a guy named Jeffrey Bohm, who was well known for writing the initial scripts for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, The Lost Boys, Inner Space, Lethal Weapon 2, and 3. But it gets rejected as well. Jeez, then New okay. Line... Yeah, then New Line takes over the project in twenty five after the uh, two thousand and five after the option runs out. Then they had Shane Salerno write a script, and that was the guy who wrote both AVP films. Yeah, okay. when Jan Debont was going to direct with Guillermo del Toro producing. At that point, it gets canceled again. Then it goes to Eli Roth. So Eli Roth has this in the like like twenty tens, give or take the early twenty tens before it then goes into the final iteration. But there you go. Interesting. Uh, So when explaining the Megalodon to the group using a presentation, there's a photo of a man standing in the giant jaws of a Megalodon. If you're familiar with the Megalodon jaws shot, you know that it's usually just the teeth. They photoshopped the man into it, and it's actually the likeness of Matt Hooper from Jaws in 1975. Okay. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this. The name of the Yorkie in this movie is Pippin. The Labrador in the original Jaws was named Pippit. 
And those are your fun facts. Oh, thank you for those. Yeah, thank you for those fun, fun facts, Paige. Do you guys want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about box office? Sure. Well, let's do that. So this movie came out in 2018. What do you think the production bu- budget was for it? 80 million. Okay. 40. Okay, hang on. I'm I'm looking at it on my laptop. I want to see your faces when I tell you how much it is. So let me come back. It was $178 million. <laughs> oh, my They should have let Eli God. Roth keep the 150 <laughs> This is like Avengers Endgame. Oh, that's terrible. Avengers Endgame looks worlds better than this. Oh, I'm not saying that this is on that level as far as quality. I'm just saying Somebody budget. took a Somebody lot of money home. Money. Yeah. <laughs> If you adjust for inflation, that's $216.6 million. What were they making? The Gray Man? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean that movie that Netflix definitely laundered money through, allegedly? A hundred. Yeah. A hundred. How much did Jason Statham get paid? A hundred and seventy-eight million dollars. <laughs> no, this have just no makes idea. me want to do. I know Crank doesn't fit on either of our podcasts, <laughs> but Crank and Crank Two, I would love to do episodes on someday. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, this movie came out on August tenth of two thousand eighteen. Like I mentioned mentioned before, it was the number one movie the weekend it came <laughs> out. It beat the number two movie, Mission Impossible: Fallout. Number three was Christopher Robin. Number four was Slender Man, and number five was Black. Klansman, what do you think the Meg made in its opening weekend? That's the oh, that's the Henry Cavill one. It makes me sad that <laughs> that, that this beat that because that's a way better movie than this. Paige, just just for your own edification here. Sure, sure, sure. It was its third week in the theater, so it, it okay. And it okay. was it was number one the two weeks before it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say sixty. Okay. Yeah, I I'm gonna actually go. A little lower and say 54. Paige, you're closer, but you're both a little bit high. It was $45.4 million. And just, it, it, again, this is just its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It was then in theaters domestically for a total of 12 weeks. But what do you think it made in its domestic box office run? Domestic, I'm going to say it probably tops out around 90. Okay. I'm going to say 84. All right. It actually did a little bit better than you guys thought. It was $145.4 million. Wow. But worldwide, it brought in $381.8 million. So let me let me talk a little bit about that breakdown. So domestically, we already said in the U.S. it brought in 145.4. In China alone, this movie brought in $152.3 million. Damn. It also had north of $20 million in both Mexico and the United Kingdom. It made almost $14 million in France. Almost $14 million in Russia and Japan. Spain was almost $13 million. So it did really well internationally. But that puts the total worldwide box office at a little over half a billion dollars. $527 million worldwide. Which if you adjust for inflation is $641.8 million today. That's insane. It made a lot of money. It, It was expensive to make though. But it definitely made its money back. Wow, okay. So that is your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, that scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. Oh, this is a one for me. Todd. God, I'm going to give it a three. Like, there are some really scary moments in this for me. What is wrong with you? Okay. The jump scares, man, they get me. Uh, I'm going to give it a one as well because it's trash. And that's our scary <laughs> scale. 
<laughs> Tell me how you really feel about it, Mikey. It's the equivalent of the plastic island that's floating in the Pacific Ocean to me. <laughs> so this week, the listeners made us watch The Meg. What are you all making us watch next week when you change the theme? Because it's, it's a new month, right? It is a new month. Yeah, so what's the new month's theme as we enter September? And what is the first movie? So... Next week, because it's finally on Netflix, uh, we are going to be watching The Pope's Exorcist. Nice. What's the theme for the next month, though? Dealer's Choice. Mikey and I are each, we, we agreed yeah. on Pope's Exorcist, and then we're each picking a movie. So uh, They might okay. not be good. <laughs> <laughs> but it might not be bad. bad? <laughs> I guess you'll have to wait and see. So September, Dealer's Choice. We've each picked one, and we agreed on Pope's Exorcist. There you go. And then the listeners will get a request and then I guess they can just pick anything. I'm yeah. going to pick a scary one. I'm in the mood. Okay. Okay. We haven't done a really scary movie in a while. I think I might pick a really scary one too. Shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, your homework for next week is to watch the Pope's Exorcist and then report back for that episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. All right. Well, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Catlin Shed. Well, what does Catlin Shed have to say? Fun, laughs, good times. Aww. This is a short review. Fun, laughs, good times. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite horror franchise is Mikey's Dating Life. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a review that is also a Mikey burn. Burn. <laughs> Well, Catlin Shed, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all in a you can do that as well. Page is at Page Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm. than the regular mm -hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that so guys check out yeah. the patreon and help support the show if you want to financially support me but not todd just look me up on venmo if you can't financially support the show that's understandable that's fine but if you want to hang out with us on the daily join the facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin we also link it like once a week so just find it there and join the awesome facebook group literally we're in there talking every day it's awesome and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box. It's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. So this episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She's got no chemistry with Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have 
haven't seen Jason Statham in a lot of movies where he has chemistry with the romantic, like the quote romantic lead, though. So I'm not sure that that's Tia's fault. Tia's teenager's fault. He has more chemistry in Spy than probably any, any movie he's done. I haven't seen Spy. We'll yes. Have, we'll have oh, to watch God, that. Oh, God, I fucking oh, God, love Spy. Todd. It doesn't work for any podcast. It's so good, though. Yeah, but if you ever need like a cheer up night, yes. like, you should watch Spy. Spy is so fun. I always need a cheer up night. Oh, that's. <laughs> but this episode also brought to you by Jonathan And Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some videos So I'm going to steal your screens right now And force you to watch this video sent to us by John And it is, who is this reporter? Brian Williams It is Brian Williams It's Brian Williams rapping gin and juice The amount of time it would take to cut all this together Is simply amazing to me Yeah It is pretty funny though Like I'd watch Brian Williams rap if he actually could but Jonathan, thank you so much for the support and the videos. We now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals in Fairy Tale World or whatever. Okay, here we go. What's that sound? It's singing from the ocean. So everybody goes towards the ocean. It's really pretty singing. Is it a siren? Is it the sirens again? Did I already do those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you was did. last episode. Oh well. Guess who's back? Fuck. I didn't realize last episode was a two-parter. <laughs> it is. The sirens came back because they didn't fucking learn. So then Isaac goes <laughs> in the water and starts chopping off their heads. So their f blood's flying everywhere. Kate uses her telekinetic abilities to make their brains explode. Wow. There's hundreds of sirens. It's a siren war. <laughs> sound the sirens. You know that song, The Sound the sound of Sirens? Natasha and Karun actually have had 19 more babies since last Good week. They Lord, are just they still in the castle. Fast. They're just... Popping them out. Just popping them it's out. It's like your high school friends who got married. <laughs> Linda the Good Witch has a house drop on one of the sirens. It's like a Wizard of Oz joke. This is There's thousands of sirens in the water coming towards them. So she conjures a tornado. Wow. Did not see that coming. Right. Wes, Prince Charming, he is making out with a siren, and that's not good. <laughs> so Dreskel shoots him with his Iron Man <gasps> suit and knocks him unconscious and then kills the sirens. And Boezy, with his jet ski, drags him back to shore to save him. Allie the mermaid is just kicking tail with her tail. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy with laser eyes is like fucking Mr. Manhattaning the doctor of Manhattaning everyone, just, just mowing them down. They're just dying and dying and dying. Oh, it's just awful, awful, awful. <laughs> oh, the humanity or whatever. Mr. Rage Bomb has fireworks going off into their ice ball sockets and popping them. And it's just, oh, and, and inside their, it goes inside their gills and then blows up. And then uh, Sunzi the Tin Man tries to fight them and gets in the water and rusts up and falls down. Oh, no. Does he lose sex caliber bones a lot? His sword? No. James Avery, the real knight, picks Excalibur bones a lot up and starts chopping them up. But in the end, he gives the, the thing back. River Moon, the bad witch, is just brewing a potion. She's not really involved in this. She's making a, <laughs> making a potion while, for next while, week. While the siren battle is going yeah. on, it just cuts <laughs> yeah, yeah. back to the castle yeah, where this lady's just, brewing a potion. She's just brewing a potion. <laughs> she's like, man, this is hard work. And it's just like cutting back and forth. Yeah. Sex Excalibur bones a lot is singing, like humming a song every time he murders the sword, murders somebody. Nice. Um, Vixen Avery, who was kidnapped by sirens because she's a maiden in distress, reaches into Jay's pack. <laughs> And then finds an ejection seat button and pushes it and then blows, like flies back to the castle in an what? ejection seat. I, okay. It makes as much sense as the Meg. <laughs> Come on now. Touche, man. That's fair. That's fair. 
And then Madeline, a jester, just does cartwheels across the corpses of sirens all along. And Libby, the moon queen, finally meets the queen of the sirens and slashes her throat with her personal spoon, which doubles as a knife. Apparently. The end. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next week to see if we eventually do save Vixen Avery <laughs> on another episode of The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye, nerds. <laughs>